0: We would like to thank our Patreon donors. Thanks to Trisha, Meredith, Nikita, Rachel, and our friendly neighborhood school counselor. And an extra special thanks to Corinna and Deborah Corinna and Deborah you are awe-inspiring galactic butterflies of prosperity, and we love you.
1: We do, we do love them.
0: tells gate, well here's the sitch we're gonna help you sis because bitches get riches bitches get riches bitches get riches bitches get riches and so can you uh okay so we're we're doing
1: doing an episode aren't we i think we're doing an episode we could be doing an episode now with this authentic banter this is authentic banter or we could go back and give each other like some fresh banter oh, we, don't, we don't
0: need fresh banter
1: i think this is good All banter. Right. i think people will be content with our stale hmm dusty banter which is nonetheless authentic it's very it's it's farmhouse
0: aesthetic banter it is farmhouse aesthetic it's like shabby chic banter yes exactly in fact it's it's listed on our script for the episode as in parentheses chatter
1: oh my god
0: it's chatter I yeah. feel so
1: terrible for the people who are. We are working to create transcripts for our podcast and basically everything that comes out of my mouth. I want to just like cover the microphone and lean over to them and go, you don't have. You don't have to write that down. That part's not important. Yeah, yeah. Don't, Except that it's don't, about literally everything listen. that we say. <laughs> like that's not. Yeah, that's not like, important. You can cut don't that. Pay any you attention. can cut that out. You can edit that out. Just edit the yeah, whole thing can, out. Yeah. It yeah, just, just,
0: no, just don't. Our show is just the theme song playing for 30 seconds and then that's it. Yeah. No, it's the theme song. And that's it's the question. And then it's us going, do you have anything more to add? Nope. Okay, great. <laughs> that's it. That's it. That's the show. That's a show because I'm Piggy. Uh, And I'm Kitty. And we're the bitches in Bitches Get Riches. We are the ghosts of venture capitalists past. And we're here to
1: prevent the fire festival from ever happening again. Our time on this planet is limited. (laughs) So let's get started. Today's letter comes to us from our Tumblr ask box. An anonymous reader says, Bitches, help. I don't want to do amazing shit for my job. I just want a steady 9-to-5 with routine white-collar work I can drop and forget the second my feet cross my home threshold. I'm in the EU, so this kind of job still exists over here. Lucky me. But damn if I don't feel bombarded from all sides with, Love your job. Your job defines you. You equal your job. If you don't hustle 24-7, you're a failure. How the fuck do I kick that out of my brain? I just want to earn money. Feed my cat and play games, damn it.
0: (sighs) Ain't that the dream?
1: I I could kiss you on the lips for choosing this question. I love this question. You're heckin' welcome. I knew it would resonate with you. We're recording this right now in in the middle of hashtag 20 quarantine. um, And I think I've seen a lot of... um, productivity porn Mm -hmm. around how you should be spending your time in Mm -hmm. quarantine
0: oh you have all this extra time now's the time to uh you know do couch to 5k and read that stack of books you've been putting off for five years and and learn to bake souffles yeah that's not
1: fucking happening like it's happening in drips and drabs there are times when i'm you know i will do something like uh you know what for the first time i made an opera cake by hand an opera cake which is like 45 fucking layers Mm -hmm. it took me three days it was a labor of love and when i was done i wanted to eat it while sobbing because (laughs) i was so glad that i was done making it there's yeah like um i think you and i have a very um comprehensive and harmonious agreement with um this sort of mentality of like the side hustle is everything, and if you don't want to work all the time, it means that there's something wrong, like you've mm-hmm. chosen the wrong career mm-hmm. or you just don't want it bad yeah. enough.
0: Well, in fact, we have an article about it uh, at our at our internet website, BitchesGetRiches dot com. Um, The article is titled Romanticizing the Side Hustle. And it's all about this idea of if you're not hustling, as our question asker asks, like then you're basically a failure and you're worthless. When the reality is most people who are hustling on the side are doing it either to monetize a hobby that they would be doing anyway, or because they can't make ends meet with their full-time job. And if you can't make ends meet with your full-time job there's a problem
1: yeah that's a that's a full-time job problem not a you problem that is yeah, a problem that, for your that's employer you're being
0: undercompensated yeah. problem um or you know i will granted because i know we're going to get hate mail for this granted like there are some people who get themselves into like mountains of debt and that's why they have a side hustle which like that's a great reason to have a side hustle. That's a and a side hustle is a great way to get yourself out of debt, especially consumer debt or student loans. But if you don't have a mountain of debt, and you're just side hustling, because like, you need to pay the energy bill next month, like that's, that's a full time job problem. Yeah, it's it sounds
1: like in the case of this particular question asker, it sounds like their their goal is a job that they can just sort of work from nine to five on and then be Done. Yes. And, um, not only do I think that that is a fantastic thing to aim for, but I think, um, you and I are probably of the school that really wants to push back against the idea that productivity and, um, career success is the best marker by which to measure the value that you add to society as a person uh, this is kind of like honestly it feels like a bit of a Glengarry like a 1980s mm-hmm. holdover.
0: ABC always be clothing yeah this this
1: idea that like coffee is for clothing uh, like if you even the way that um, I've heard people say that like the way we introduce each other It's so like if you're at a cocktail party which we're not at any cocktail parties right now but I'm ready to start <laughs> hosting some with sock puppets and And the
0: dogs stuffed animals. So, (laughs) oh, I've been serving myself a quarantini every night um, in my shower as I (laughs) saw quietly. Oh, myself. you're, you're still, you're still
1: at the quiet stage, eh? Good for you.
0: <laughs> I'm still <laughs> showering, bitch. Once every three days. <laughs> now that's the real, that's the real
1: mission. Like, but when you introduce yourself to people at a party, oftentimes like one of the first questions you might be asked after like maybe your name or how you know the host is like, and what do you do? Mm-hmm. So it's like, what is the, what, how may I judge you? How, mm-hmm. What is the value that you add to our society? Please, por favor. And I don't think that people ask that because that's what they're going after. No, but it's what
0: we've become socially accustomed to identity. doing. It's yeah, yeah, it's so it much reinforces a part of our identity. It reinforces this idea that, like, to quote our question asker, your job defines you. You equal your job. If you don't hustle, you're a failure. Yeah. Um, and I actually, I, I don't know if I've mentioned this on the blog before, but like I've had that thought before, or somebody has implanted it in my brain. So I started asking people, like, what are you passionate about? Or like, what do you do for fun and that you wish you had more time for? And the conversations I started that way were so much more I interesting. Bet that they were so much bigger. Yeah, they're like, I work in the billing department of a major hospital, like, <sighs> snore. Like, I talked to a guy who was just like, oh, yeah, I really got into fire dancing recently. And I was like, what? fuck yes. Tell me about that. And, and like, and he was like, side note, I also, you know, I work in insurance. And I was like, don't care about that. Tell me about fire dancing. Um, yes. So I, I really do think. that question, you're absolutely right. It defines us and it pigeonholes us in the worst way. And it just reinforces the stereotype that doesn't have to be true. There are so many more interesting things about you than your job. Yeah.
1: One of the reasons that Piggy chose this question um, is probably because um, I rather famously have like, really worn my desire to not overwork on my sleeve in my day job Mm -hmm. to like, Roaring success. Um, one of the things that I always tell people is that like at 5 01 p.m., you're dead to me. Um, I have a wonderful private life, a rich and happy family life. I have hobbies that I love. I have volunteering that I care much more deeply about than the things that I do in my day job. And that's why at five o'clock every night, I'm logged off. I'm gone. If something unusual happens, if there's an emergency, of course, I'm always willing to be the all hands on deck person. Um, but, but let's be honest, how uh, that's pretty rare it's it's very rare. yeah, I do not work in a field where that would be considered normal. Um, I'm so grateful that I don't work at a children's hospital, that I don't work um, at a, I I don't review safety standards. Like I don't do anything in which lives hang in the balance. I think having a job um, that has a minimal impact on the lives that people lead is a beautiful thing Mm -hmm. because it gives me permission and you permission, every one of us permission to not get our entire selves wrapped up and tangled up in our job roles. Um, And I think I'm a much more affable person uh, when I get eight hours of sleep and eight hours of leisure and I'm only working for eight hours a Mm -hmm. day. That's when you're going to get the most out of me. Absolutely. And I have never, ever, ever had even a very high level executive who I know is a workaholic and I know this job is their identity. Every single one of those people, like they lean back and they're like, man, that's the way to be, man. Like they instantly become surfers. Basically, <laughs> basically what happened? Um, like there is, um, I think the higher you climb in your career, um, the more people recognize, even if they don't have that skill themselves, that the ability to disconnect is an extremely valuable trait. Mm-hmm. And people will respect it if you set that expectation.
0: I just wanna plug Yvonne Shenard's book, Let My People Go Surfing, right here, because he is the owner and founder of Patagonia. And if you have never heard of Patagonia, it's a, like a really like swanky outdoor brand. But dig into their company culture and their um who's it? Their like labor practices and they're like a uh, uh, fucking amazing, and that his whole philosophy as a business owner is let my people go surfing, like on the nice ga- days. Like he, he just like all of his employees who want to go fucking surfing or hiking, or whatever. He's like, go, 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 go. And I feel like self imposed martyrdom. Yes. Uh, and yeah, and it's it's coming from you know all levels of the the company food chain. Like no matter what you're doing, but is absolutely right. Like, the higher up you go, the more experience you've had to miss the parts of life that you gave up because you were working too hard. Mm-hmm. And I just, I want to change that outlook, but I, and I think it begins with changing the idea that, quote unquote, feed my cat and play my games, damn it, is an essentially worthless use of your time. Yeah. Because that cat... Uh, will be extremely obnoxious if you don't feed them. And pets are your responsibility. They are gifts from the goddess on high and they deserve to be fed. And playing games, like let's change this idea that leisure activities and personal development and growth and relaxation is inherently worthless. Because it ain't.
1: It it absolutely is not. And um, uh, there was a health report that came out I want to say, like maybe at the beginning of twenty twenty that predicted that the the greatest um health crisis that would face the planet in the next decade is very funny in the midst of a pandemic as we're reporting. That. but the the prediction probably still stands, which is that the the greatest threat to global health is stress. Um, it's it's not any one disease. It's it's not cancer. It's not it's not you know a, a virus. But it's it's the way that stress affects our lives. Mm-hmm. There is a genuine type of person, and Piggy, you are close to being this person, though you're you're not as bad as many people that I've met. I feel attacked. There are there are <laughs> people who are genuinely extremely productive people. And oftentimes those people have anxiety and their way of managing their anxiety is to be doing something. And so those people often are like super, super productive and they just seem to always be like involved in everything. And like um, when I you know, chat with Piggy. And I'm like, hey, what are you up to? Because I've been replaying a game that came out in 1997 for the last seven hours. How about you? She's like, oh, you know, I've been feeling a little bit stressed. So I baked some bread and then I brought the bread to my friend who has a newborn. And then I watched the newborn for two hours while she took a nap. And well, you know, the newborn was just like hanging out, watching something. So then I was also editing a manuscript that someone sent to me. And, and also at the same time, I went ahead and like, um, planted some seeds in their garden I'm gonna come back in a half a year and, and they'll be ready to be pruned it's just like all
0: these things and I'm like oh my goodness this is so i just want to pause you how to my like, life work like some people are probably like oh wow that's an exaggerated like anecdote. No! that literally happened
1: <laughs> like this this and, and and I think um would you agree that like that a lot of that has to do with the fact that that you do have anxiety oh, and that being moving being productive is part of that I- Absolutely.
0: And I like speak I don't represent everyone who has clinical anxiety, but I will say that, like, if I have a list of things to do, whether it's work related or chore related or, you know, personal development related, like I find it really hard to relax while that that list is is ongoing. And I end up bargaining with myself. I'm like, okay, I can go read a book or play a video game or just fuck off and watch whatever the hell is. On. I'm binging on Netflix right now. I can do it after I get through, uh, 20 squats, but it has to be like, you know, 20 regular squats, 21 leg squats on one leg, 21 legs. Like I have to like bargain with myself that like, Oh, I can only do this one thing to relax after I've like really pushed myself. And I, I, if i drop everything and go try to relax right now i won't be able to do it i yeah. would be just like frantic on the inside with like oh my god there's things to do so yeah. like that is unhealthy
1: <laughs> yeah you have a coping mechanism yeah. for the way that your brain is and that coping mechanism works but if you were designing a person from scratch you would not say this is a great thing to need to do all the time.
0: No, because while I'm sitting there trying to relax, like if my heart is still like racing and if I'm like feeling guilty and like, I should be self-flagellating for my lack of productivity, like then you're not getting the benefits of relaxation on your body. And I know I've already plugged one book, but like we're in quarantine and I'm reading constantly right now. So there's another book called Why Zebras Don't Get Ulcers. So it's the medical science behind stress. And the basic premise is zebras don't get ulcers because most of the time they're hanging out, relaxing, like what what they want to do, what they need to do. And the only time they get stressed out is when a fucking lion is chasing them. So they're like totally chill and relaxed with like brief peaks of stress. Whereas human beings, on the other hand, can get to this point where we're constantly being chased by lions. We are constantly in the stress mode and that takes a huge toll on your body and your mind.
1: Yeah. And this uh, uh, this is kind of similar to the thinking about like why do so many more people nowadays have allergies mm-hmm. than who used to and it's basically because we live in such a a clean and healthy world uh that we've designed for ourselves very effectively that our immune system has been designed over thousands and thousands of years to have something to do and i think our endocrine system is the same way like we we are designed to be chased by lions we haven't been chased by lions for Quite a while now, um, and so these these biological systems are still in place to like um, tell us that like, hey, hey, y- you know, you're you're like sitting relaxing on the couch watching this movie right now, but like there might be a lion. What if you to be attacked? <laughs> <laughs> um. So I think you know there is a certain kind of person who's very productive, and whether it's because they're an anxious person or because they. It, it, for whatever reason it's just their their coping mechanism for the way that they are mm-hmm. and I think that's that's beautiful and wonderful um, th- I think there is a second kind of person who tends to hawk this kind of like um, productivity is a god that you must worship on your knees every day sort of message. The church of productivity and it's people who are paying their digital assistance to write the tweets that you're reading about productivity
0: are you fucking kidding me yeah that's right are you saying that there are people out there who pay to get that shit off their plate i am oh
1: god oh, that FBI is banging down my door <laughs> right now they're taking me away no it's the cia it's got to be the cia sorry sorry it's sorry sorry they're fbi state this, state is, yeah, this is
0: secret this is definitely our, cia territory let's not get the bureau and the agency mixed up now um i
1: think there is a. oftentimes if you look at who is pushing that message um I think it can be quite cynically attributed to people who are extremely privileged, are, um, you know, extremely uh, uh, accomplished in in some way, Mm -hmm, which great mm -hmm. for them. But then they kind of turn around and apply this utterly simplistic message of like, I feel like I work all the time. So maybe I should tell everybody that, the way to become successful is to just work all the time and that the way to become happy is to work all the time and i think that is utter bullshit uh, utter bullshit. productivity <laughs> porn uh is a genre that i think will kind of define uh the the era that we live in right now like people will think back in the same way that we think back on like the 1980s like the glenn Gary, sort of always be selling, <laughs> you're a shark, um, kind of mentality. Like, I think sharks
0: were born swimming
1: productivity porn is going to define our era. Mm-hmm. It's just like, man, remember when everybody like felt really bad for playing tennis?
0: <laughs> but i i also feel like this attitude is on the way out right like this question asker like not to reveal too much about the inner workings of bitches get riches but like our demographic trends pretty young um so like a lot of our question askers are people in college or in their early 20s we're like just starting their financial journey hashtag um and I feel like the very fact that we get questions like this indicates that like that younger generation, they're not lapping up that bullshit anymore. Mm-hmm. They've been told, you know, love your job and you'll never work another day in your life. And they're like, yeah, but fuck it. I don't, I don't want to love what I do. I want to feed my cat and play games. Like I want to, like the things that I love don't have to be the money makers. Like I just want to like compartmentalize those parts of my life. And is that okay? So I'm really encouraged that we even get questions like this, because it shows that that productivity, the Church of Productivity is recruiting fewer converts every day. Yes. So I
1: I completely agree. I think that if productivity is the measure by which we determine um, who is like a a successful and happy person. Um, all we do is like push that curve of productivity higher and higher. And there's just a certain giving point where like you, you can't work any more hours in the day. You can't care anymore about the things that you care about. And, um, I actually see this a lot as well in, um, in a lot of the social activism that that you and I are, are if not directly involved in, then, then aware of, I see a lot of people who are kind of like, how am I supposed to enjoy my life when I know that there is so much evil in the world um, and so much work to be done to try to combat that evil. And there's a really good um, analogy that I've heard before, which is sort of like when a big choir is trying to hold a note for a minute, um, no one can sing continuously for a minute. So instead, the choir makes a plan beforehand that, all right, you you three are going to rest here, you three are going to rest here, you three are going to rest here. And slowly over time, we will compensate for each other stepping in and stepping That's out. It's
0: a really great metaphor. Isn't it? It's, it's yeah. a beautiful metaphor. Like, I think we should demonstrate it right now. Ready? Let's go. Go.
1: My last one was a meow. It was really good. I hope everyone great. could hear it.
0: I could hear it right meow. Meow. Are you good with that? I'm good with that. Listeners, if there's a question you'd like for us to answer, go to BitchesGetRiches.com and click Ask the Bitches. There is only one way to guarantee that we'll answer your question, and that's to
1: become a Patreon donor.
0: If you like what we do and you want us to keep going, please become a Patreon donor and support us with whatever donation amount you're comfortable with. We don't need a lot. A small donation is fine. We also have a merch store where you can buy T-shirts and printable worksheets and more. Finally, there are some free things you can do to say thanks. Please rate and review us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, whatever. Whatever you use, it bumps us up on the charts and makes us easier to find. You can follow us on Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, and Pinterest. And subscribe to our articles so you never miss a new one. You can do all of that at BitchesGetRiches.com. Hey, um, is there anything else that they should know? <laughs> yes, actually. My husband, the feminist, TM, who is abnormally tall. Anytime I ask him to get something off of a high shelf for me, he reminds me not to objectify his body. <laughs>
1: so that's delightful. That's good to know. Bitches
0: out. <laughs>